You're listening to a podcast from River City Church of Jacksonville, Florida. For more audio and video podcasts, visit rccjax.com. Okay, we don't have a lot of time, but it's joy. It's joy week. We're doing Advent for the first time ever at River City Church. We just thought, hey, let's just scoop up some liturgy, have some planned talks. This is going to be awesome. The rest of the church world is doing this. So the first week, David did hope. Last week, I did peace. This week is joy. Next week, uh, Tom Rossi is speaking on love. Do we have that video, that, that picture of Tom that I saw from Jonathan's wedding of him dancing? Because it will make you want to come next week. I don't know if we have it, though. We don't have it. Do we have it? We don't have it. We don't have it. I had it. Tom, you're lucky. You're, like, doing this, like, funky move. I, I can't. I don't I'm not sure what it was, but anyway, Tom Ross is going to be speaking next week on love. You know, last week where we landed with peace was this, something we all want, but for whatever reason, it eludes us in the holiday season more than any other season. We feel the least peace because we have cray-cray family that's come in town. We're pushed into relationships that we normally can avoid for extended periods of time. And again, throat punching is on the agenda for Christmas in many homes, Uh, But why is it? Why is it that peace is so difficult to find in a a season of peace? We're called to find peace. And we said that it's because it's not until we allow the rule and the reign of Jesus Christ to permeate all of those areas of our life if we want to have peace there. And so in any area, in our marriage, if we don't have peace in our marriage, it's because we're not allowing the rule and the reign of Christ in that area. It's only as we allow him to rule, as we're obedient, as we're seeking to live by his word, that we can find peace in those areas. And we, and we talk about being powered by the spirit. As we allow the spirit into those areas to be healing and transformation, we find peace. And we find peace in those areas. It comes from the spirit and God is glorified. And we showed how there's this direct relationship between the desire God has to be glorified and us receiving peace. And, we, talked, and we, we kind of talked about that verse. I'm going to go back to that verse this week as we talk to joy. There's a great verse in there about joy. And it says this in Luke 2, 8 to 11. This is, again, where the angels have come to announce the birth of Jesus Christ. And it says this in verse 8. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Father, we pray that you would come now through your spirit and seal these words of truth into our heart as your spirit leads us in this time. Amen. It says here, behold, I bring you good news of great joy. The joy that Jesus brings into the world is unlike any other joy that the world has ever experienced. It doesn't say like modest joy. It doesn't say like average joy. It doesn't say a little joy. What does it say? It says a great joy. That Greek word for great means great, like massive, bigger, more than you can experience on your own or in a way that you can experience in this world in any way. The actual translation says something like this. Behold, the angel saying this to the shepherds. Behold, I evangelize you with great joy. 
And then he goes on to say, the source of this joy in your life will be in this baby, Jesus. I went through and I was looking at this word joy. There's a number of different references in the New Testament and the original language that talk about joy being an emotion. Most every reference actually in the New Testament where this word is used, it's, it's, it's about an emotion, an ecstatic emotion that we have. There's only two places that talk about it not only being an emotion, but being the actual cause of that emotion in our life or the source of that emotion in our life. One is in Thessalonians where they're writing and saying that how you're being built up and living in Christ is joy to us, that you're bringing joy to us, that you're the source of our joy. The work of what God is doing in your life is the source of our joy. Well, what we have here is, is pretty much the same thing, that the source of joy in your life, the source of any joy in your life that will take you beyond what your circumstances will dictate in your life. The source of that joy is Jesus Christ. The feeling that will result from knowing and receiving this good news is joy. And we all kind of know that, don't we? And we're in a season where we revisit these truths for a reason. You know, one of the struggles that we have, the worship team that Paul and Lex and I, we talk about when it comes to the Christmas Eve service are singing carols. Because our greatest desire is not that we sing Christmas songs on Christmas Eve. It's that we bring people into an environment where they're gonna experience Jesus Christ, where they're gonna experience the Holy Spirit. And the hard thing about carols and the old Christmas hymns is, is we kind of know them, don't we? Angels, we have joy to... I mean, I could go through... I mean, we all know them. And, and the hard thing about leading worship and bringing people in the presence of Christ is we fall back into this kind of, you know, we kind of know this, this boring sense of doing religion and doing church. And we forget the power of what was written in those songs, the power of what those stories are talking about. You know, in the same way that we baptized and dedicated babies today, One of the purposes being so that we would look back and remember the promises of God. Well, that's one of the reasons we're spending time in Advent. We're looking back and we're remembering who Jesus really is. We're remembering the hope that he's come to give us, the light that he's come to give us, the peace that he's come to give us. You know, his promise to the disciples is that no one can take your joy away from you. That no one can take your joy away from you. He talks about that in John 16, that verse that I read earlier today when we were in baptisms with childbirth. At the very end, he says, no one can take your joy away from you. How can he promise that? When many of us struggle with feeling joyful at Christmas, how can he promise you can't lose your joy? How can he make such a claim? Because the joy that Jesus came to bring us is from outside the world. It's not like an alien joy from Saturn or something. It's a joy that's much deeper than that. It's a joy um, that comes from the very relationship that he has with the Father. You see, what what we fail to forget often is that before Jesus was born, 10 pound, 8 ounce baby Jesus was born, his little golden fleece, but before that happened, he was the creator of the universe with the Father. He knew the Father. He and the Spirit were one with the Father. They were in perfect relationship. When they formed the earth, 
They had a perfect love relationship, a, a relationship that was filled with perfect peace, a, lo- a relationship that was filled with perfect joy, eternal joy that lasts forever. And so when God brings us Jesus Christ, he bursts him into the world and he says, this is your source for joy. Jesus can tell the disciples and us and it can't be taken away from you. How do I know that it cannot be taken away from you? Because the source of it is eternal. It existed before you were born and will go on for eternity. The joy, this is amazing. The joy that we are being called into is the very joy that the Father and the Son share together with the Spirit. The same joy. Perfect joy. And you see people, don't you, and they're like, they're happy when they should be sad. And they drive you a little bit crazy sometimes, right? It makes me angry a little bit. Again, throat punch time. A little bit. In some circumstances, you know, because they're happy and they're joyful in a way that, that goes beyond what they should be feeling. And it kind of convicts you. If you're honest, but you're not, you just get angry at them or whatever. And you say, they're faking it. They're faking it. I know they're faking it. But you meet these people that aren't faking it. There's this consistent joy in their life that speaks above the circumstances. But it makes total sense when you know the source of that joy is in the relationship that Jesus, the joy that Jesus and the Father share. That is amazing to think that that is what's being offered to us this Christmas. The same relationship, the same opportunity, the same joy that they shared. Then how is it, if we can't, they can't be taken from us, like Jesus said, what happens? In John 15, 11, Jesus says, these things I've spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and may be joy to the full. To the full. His joy is the very joy of God. It's put into us by the Spirit with the love of God. So what happens to our joy? When we sing about the birth of Jesus Christ, we worship the birth of Jesus Christ, we have a secular holiday that embraces the birth of Jesus Christ. And we, like everyone else, get through into the end of it and just kind of be like, oh yeah, it's just another Christmas. Where's the joy? One theologian says, it, it's not that we could lose it, but we can allow it to fall asleep in us. We can allow it to fall asleep in us. Or another way to say it is that we can fall asleep. We can be lulled to sleep, by the tradition, by the holidays, by singing the same hymns again and again and forget. We forget. And like the dedication today, we need to be reminded, not with new truths, but with the simple truths and the realities that the joy that is offered to us is the same joy that Jesus Christ had with the Father. But it is only found when we receive the good news. We embrace the reality, pursue the reality, allow him into every part of our life, wanting to experience that joy afresh again. You know, Romans 5, uh, Romans 5, 5 says, and hope does not put to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And we also know that the Holy Spirit in Galatians 5 is pouring in love. He's pouring in joy, peace, All of these things are being poured into us through the work and the power of the Holy Spirit. It's how it happens. You know, I was writing this, I was thinking, Antley, what's 
What causes you to fall asleep? What is it in your life that allows you to miss the joy that Christ has? Because I believe it's there. And I've experienced it from time to time. But what a is it busyness, is it the burden of life, is it the struggle of finances. What is it as you head into this Christmas season? So we're 11 days out from Christmas. The enemy is using your life to steal your joy. Because this morning, I don't have a new truth to tell you, to inspire you, but rather a very old one. Unto you is born a baby, the city of David, who is Christ our Lord. It's good news. He is the source of all of our joy. Let's stand.